I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Are you caring for an aging parent? Are you searching for answers? Welcome to Senior Care Live, a program dedicated to you, providing information, education, and resources, helping you become the best caregiver you can be. I'm your host, Steve Keeker. Hello and welcome to Senior Care Live. I'm Steve Keeker, President of Senior Care Consulting. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I really appreciate it. Senior Care Live is the nation's premier radio program, providing information, education, and resources for seniors and their caregivers. This is a safe place to get accurate and reliable information you can absolutely count on. And each and every week, we discuss very important subjects such as how to remain in independent in your own home, how to find the right senior care community, how to pay for the high cost of senior care, and legal issues involving elder law and estate planning. And as always, if you have a question about how we can help you and your family, if you need anything at all, just reach us on our toll-free number, and you can call that number anytime, night or day. It's 1-800-331-6445. 1-800-331-6445. You can also reach us online. Check out our website, Senior Care Live, L-I-V-E, SeniorCareLive.com. All right, without any further delay, would like to welcome you and invite you to listen to our special guest today in studio, Mr. David Wiley. He's the president and CEO of Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care, and Karen Honholt. She's the vice president of development. And David and Karen, welcome to Senior Care Live. Thank you. Thanks, Steve. Glad to be here. All right. All right. So, David, you've been with us regularly to talk about the important work and the many facets of Kansas City Hospice, and we're just so glad to have you back. Can you introduce Karen and just tell us more about her role, please? Absolutely. I'd love to. Um, You know, I invited Karen to join me today um, as the work that she accomplishes with our donors means so much to our organization and the families we serve, Steve. Uh, Karen's been a, a student of philanthropy for more than 20 years and spent um, her professional career serving charitable organizations and their donors. She's participated in and facilitated the gift process from every vantage point, uh, including previously serving as an executive director of a nonprofit organization, also supporting a supporting foundation, a board member with a number of organizations, a co-founder of two community organizations serving the needs of children and women, a fundraising and management consultant for nonprofits of all sizes, a guide for charitable donors, and perhaps most importantly, as a donor herself. And uh, her her education is in the field of social work. She holds her fundraising certification from CFRE International, which is the professional body that certifies fundraisers, uh, noting that uh, those who complete the certification process as professionals 
who are committed to the highest ethical and professional standards and who have gained significant levels of competence in their work. So, Steve, I'm really thrilled that she's here with us today. Excellent. And so am I. So am I. Uh, so, Karen, uh, again, welcome to Senior Care Live. And you know, from your perspective, tell us more about your work uh, that you do on behalf of Kansas City Hospice. Well, thank you, Steve. And thank you for that introduction, David. Um, I just actually celebrated my two-year anniversary with Kansas City Hospice. So, um, it's been a pleasure to work for such an incredible organization. I'm very thankful for that and to work for and alongside David and the incredible board leadership that we have. When you ask about the work that I do for Kansas City Hospice, I always say that I have one of the best jobs that a person can have because I'm able to see and interact with the most amazing people in our community. And those are our caregivers and other staff who put themselves out there every day to ensure um, that those we care for are comfortable and able to live their most meaningful lives. And also our donors who have a vision of what care at the end of life should be and they trust us to carry out that vision. And um, and then also our patients and our families themselves. So they're putting their lives and the lives of their loved ones in our hand. And, and it's a deep responsibility that we hold. And I'm grateful to help facilitate the work of philanthropy in the organization. Mm-hmm. Um, I think of myself and my team as a bridge between the organizational needs we have and the needs of our patients and the needs of our donors. So most of us who are donors give because we have a vision for what we want the world and our own community to be. And we invest our charitable dollars in those organizations we can trust to carry out that vision. And at Kansas City Hospice, for instance, a lot of our donors give because they want to ensure access to hospice and palliative care for patients who have no resources to pay for their care. Um, So our youngest patients, for example, um, which would be our infants or children who come on our service, are obviously not eligible for Medicare, which can help offset the cost of hospice for their older counterparts. Mm -hmm. And some don't have insurance or their insurance doesn't cover their full cost excuse me, their full cost of care, mm-hmm. which, um, you know, that doesn't make the need for their care any less important. And for us to be able to do that, we depend on our donors. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great point. So uh, as a nonprofit organization, you depend on community support to fulfill your important mission. So what are some other needs? Well, the good news is there's no shortage of need. Yeah, right, <laughs> um, right. As an organization uh, which is committed to meeting the end-of-life needs throughout our community, community, we work hard to ensure that no one is turned away for care because they don't have resources to pay. And I love that about Kansas City Hospital. Absolutely. I love that. Absolutely. And donors, are that's who helps us close that gap. So it can be the gap between um the patients that don't have uh, resources to pay or between the levels of reimbursement that we're able to get and the actual cost of care. So that's very, very important for us to be able to do that. Donors also help us with capital needs, such as ensuring our technology is updated, our two hospice houses are comfortable and can meet the needs of our patients and their families. And our donors also help us to meet the needs of our caregivers and other staff. So they help to provide for more educational needs, certification and end-of-life care and, and more of those needs. I think most importantly, donors can ensure the needs of our patients and families are met, and the quality of care provided at Kansas City Hospice is consistently at the highest levels as compared to other organizations, both locally and nationally. And that's because as a nonprofit, we reinvest our revenue right back into the organization and its work. So there are a lot of programs we offer that we simply, um, you know, we can't or uh, won't generate revenue, and we're able to offer them because of our donors. So some of those programs might include services like Solace House Center for Grief and Healing, 
which is a Kansas City hospice program that helps children and families who are grieving the death of a loved one. And these deaths are typically unexpected. They're most often related to suicide or violence, sudden illness or accidents. And donors can help us to meet the unexpected needs of our patients. Um, They also help to grant final wishes um, for those patients. So the unfortunate side of our work is because we so often serve patients with fewer or no resources, many of them are struggling and in poverty. So while they're also... Um, struggling from serious illness. So our nurses often walk into homes of people in their 80s and 90s and the cupboards are bare or they don't have running water or working refrigeration. And it's tough to imagine what so many people in our community are coping with on top of not feeling well and trying to manage their serious illness. So this is why we're so grateful for donors who walk alongside us and help to provide for these families. You bet. Absolutely. So should everyone engage in philanthropy? I mean, that sounds like a loaded question. And of course, everyone should engage in philanthropy you know who doesn't love someone throwing around you know hundred dollar bills and thousands of dollars or writing a check for you know big big money uh to make the world a better place right but philanthropy not well done cannot only be not impactful but could even be harmful so it could be a lot more complicated than many of us realize Absolutely. You know, managing wealth responsibly isn't easy. It's a skill set that that you have to learn. And most of us have capacity to give to others, Um, regardless of the level at which we're able to give. We want to be assured that the dollars we contribute will have the impact that we hope. So in answer to your question, yes, absolutely. Each one of us should give as we're able to. Um, The level of your giving is less important than that you give. But I 100% believe that giving is an essential virtue of a life well lived. And there are numerous studies out there which show not only positive impact on the charitable organization's ability to fulfill its mission, but positive impact on the giver. And it's also important to be smart about to whom you give so that you can receive the value of knowing your gifts will truly advance your vision. All right. So giving helps out not only the recipient, but also the giver, the person who's actually contributing. I can't wait to find out more on that. And I'll tell you what. So for our listeners, if you want to reach out to Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care, let me give you a phone number here. And uh, and you're going to want to uh, you're going to want to reach out, and, and if you if you just have a question about hospice care, if you want to know, you know, what is the difference between hospice and palliative care, you want to find out if, if you qualify. If you just have a question, reach out to Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care eight one six three six three two six zero zero eight one six three six three Two six zero zero. You could also go online. And David and Karen, your website is excellent. I was just actually on that this morning. And I'm just yeah. like, there's so much information <laughs> at and, and the website is kchospice.org. It's it's a phenomenal website. I'm glad you enjoy it, Stephen. You know, we try to put as much information out there as possible. Um, we do regular blog posts um, mm-hmm. that are on our website as well. And that really, you know, helps from different aspects, you know, provide um, stories and information to um, those that follow us. So we really appreciate people coming to our website and uh, learning more. So and we always welcome the phone call, as you suggested, which is terrific. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and um, 
and if our listeners want to know who I would recommend, let me just give you a quick example here. Uh, I recommend my personal friends, my family to Kansas City Hospice in palliative care. I had a good friend of mine. He is fighting. Uh, he is fighting the good fight. I'll tell you that he is fighting with such grace and such dignity and with passion. And uh, and he called and asked about hospice and palliative care, and there was no hesitation. I said. Call Kansas City Hospice. I gave him the phone number. David personally <laughs> speak, uh, spoke with him and, and walked him through and got him connected. And so, uh, seriously, reach out to Kansas City Hospice in Palliative Care, 816-363-2600. We're going to have more after the break. But first, the Senior Care Live question of the week. Should everyone participate in philanthropy? We're going to have the answer right after the break. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about the services offered on this program and how we can help you and your family, be sure to reach us on our toll-free number anytime. It's 1-800-331-6445. 1-800-331-6445. You can also reach us online at SeniorCareLive.com. And if you don't have a radio, maybe you just want to stream the, the program to your electronic device, no worries at all. Just visit us at at SeniorCareLive.com. Click on the big microphone right there on the homepage or the Listen Live button. Give it a few seconds to connect and boom, you are in. It'll straight to your stream to your phone, your tablet, your computer, and whatever you have. And it really is that simple. And lots and lots of people do that. All right, back to the Senior Care Live question of the week. Should everyone participate in philanthropy? This is a yes or no question. So should everyone participate in philanthropy? Yes or no? And the answer is... Absolutely. Charitable giving helps families in need, the community, and it also helps the giver. All right. We're back live with Mr. David Wiley, President and CEO of Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. And Karen Honholt, Vice President of Development. And Karen, before the break, you'd mentioned the impact that charitable giving can have on the giver. Uh, can you just expand on that a little bit? Sure. Uh, so there's been a lot of research examining the physical health implica- implications of giving. A few months ago, uh, we were on your show and we talked more specifically about the health benefits of volunteering. So I won't dive too much into that, but volunteering and financial giving certainly goes hand in hand. Uh, there's some interesting new work which has been examining what happens in the brain while people make charitable donations, which has found that the pleasure or reward centers of the brain light up as much when we give as when we receive. And um, people will generally, um, when people are asked to guess which one will make them happy, uh, spending money on themselves versus spending it on others, uh, they often have no clue about the powerful effects of giving on their own happiness. And they tend to say that they will be happier when spending on themselves, which could help to explain why people chase after the latest tech gadgets and fashion. But research doesn't actually bear that out. Hmm, okay. 
Um, in fact, the psychological benefits of giving and volunteering go beyond the increased experience of positive emotions among psychologically healthy populations. Uh, so giving is also associated with fewer symptoms of depression and anxiety, which, if untreated, could become full-blown psychological disorders. And among those who have ongoing psychological problems, such as post-traumatic stress disorder or social anxiety, some studies out there have even shown that giving can help to manage their symptoms. Okay. So, bottom line is giving feels good. Even if we're just recalling a time when we gave to others, which I think is incredible, there's actually studies out there that say that we can just think about the good things that we've done in our giving and that will make us feel better. Mm. Um, but even beyond that, the increased positive emotions and decreased stress hor hormones, which research has shown to be associated with charitable giving, is likely to have implications for our emotional and physical health. Even better, some studies have found that giving is associated with better psychological well-being and better health in middle age adults, adolescents, and children, but the health and well-being benefits of giving tend to be even stronger as people age. There, so so it feels good to give, and I'll, I'll tell you what, uh, last weekend, you know, he had Labor Day weekend and mm -hmm. the muscular dystrophy. You know, mm -hmm. who, who doesn't remember Jer right. Jerry right. Lewis? Right. And uh, I'm on a Facebook group, and uh, we talked about how, as kids, we went around with a coffee can. Mm -hmm. now, I just dated myself, but, <laughs> but the coffee can, and we collected money from the neighbors and then we went to the mall and donated it to the, it was back in Topeka and we felt so good about that we were right. just little kids but we just felt so good awesome. uh, to help out so it's just uh, amazing and it's a great point so uh, how do we know where to give so that's a great question. Um, part of my job is to help donors understand where their dollars help to advance the mission of the organization. So my number one suggestion is to take the time to do some research about the organization you'd like to give to. Uh, check out their website. We just talked about the Kansas City, kchospice.org, our Kansas City Hospice website. Um, take a look at that, and it has a lot of great information about the work that's being done every day. Take a tour of the facilities. Um, David and I, and really anyone on our team, are always happy to talk to donors about our work and answer questions. Um, so it's really important that an organization be man managed well financially, um, which I think we all know we're kind of that's drilled into us um, just in our society. But I think people less people understand how important it is um, to understand, first of all, what that means, that financial um, stability, and also to understand that it's just as important to see if and how that organization is achieving their mission. And you want to donate to an organization that good stewards of the money they're using the money appropriately and you have to absolutely uh, and that that's really important Absolutely. 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 And you also want to know that they're achieving what they say that they're achieving with the, with yeah. those dollars. Does it align with the mission and are they accomplishing that? Right. Yeah. Exactly. And the Kansas City Hospice mission. So our mission is to bring expert care, peace of mind, comfort, guidance and hope to people who are affected by life limiting illness or by grief. So as a donor, we welcome your questions about what does that mean from day to day and how your gifts help to accomplish that mission. It's also OK to start out small. So because our focus at Kansas City Hospice is on care surrounding serious illness and end of life. For example, many of our donors give their first gift in memory of a friend or a loved one and often don't know a lot about us yet. So for those kinds of donors, I would say pay attention to how the organization treats you as a donor. Are you thanked? Are you given information about the organization? Are you welcomed when you call to ask questions? Mm -hmm. And as you learn more about the organization, you can start to make decisions about advancing your given, giving. Do you feel the organization is accomplishing its mission and making a meaningful difference 
foster families? If so, you might want to become what we call a sustaining angel, which is a group of donors who make a commitment to repeat their gift on a monthly basis. It can be a gift of any size. It's easy to sign up. And as you're giving, you can be assured that your ongoing support makes a big difference for families. All right. You know, and that's just that's just so important. So, so thank you so much, Karen. I really appreciate uh, your background and your uh, all of the information that you shared with us today. David, uh, what's a meaningful way that people can get started in learning more about Kansas City Hospice? That's a great question, Steve. And the timing is actually perfect because just in uh, over a week from today. So on Sunday, September 15th, we're going to be hosting our 15th annual signature fundraiser event. And it's called Sunday Night Live. We have our uh, chairs, Tom and Kim Curry, and our honorary chairs this year are John and Marnie Sherman. Now, wait a minute. John Sherman. Yep. Now, I've heard, <laughs> I've heard, I've heard the name recently kicked around as maybe uh, just purchased the Royals. Is that, that John Sherman? The John Sherman? It's the John Sherman. Okay. So John and Marnie are incredible, awesome. incredible uh, donors, and we're, we're really thrilled to honor them this year. It's, Perfect. The event, you know, it's a fun, casual evening with music, uh, uh, delicious food, open bars, games, incredible raffle prizes. Uh, It's a great opportunity to start to get to know our organization um, and how your support makes a difference while also having an enjoyable evening out on the town. So Mm -hmm. if you're not able to make the event, you can still purchase raffle tickets online. Um, We have uh, 15 amazing raffle prizes. They're all valued at $1,200 or more. We have multiple trips that you can win, um, Santa Fe, Puerto Vallarta, Boston, Napa, Portland, and more. There's a lot of great local prizes also that are just incredible. So that is, that is awesome. So for our listeners, if you want to participate in Sunday Night Live, it is a spectacular event. Uh, give a call here to Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care, 816-363-2600 or online at kchospice.org. And uh, I'll tell you what, I'm going to have some money on some of these raffled yeah. uh, uh, trips. That's just fantastic. Yeah, come out to our website, check them out. They're, they're well described and uh, you, can, you can read all about it. All right. Sounds like a fantastic night out on the town. Sunday night live, September the 15th. And David and Karen, thanks so much for joining us today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. We appreciate you. All right. We'll have more right after the break. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by. 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about the services offered on this program and how we can help you and your family, be sure to call us on our toll-free number anytime. That's 1-800-331-6445. 1-800-331-6445. And don't forget, if you ever miss an episode of Senior Care Live, maybe you want to share it with a friend or family or Maybe you just want to go back and hear it again. No worries at all. Just go to SeniorCareLive.com and click on the podcast button. And that's where you'll find all of the previously aired episodes. Find that one that you want to listen to. Click play again. Give it a few seconds to connect and it'll stream to your electronic device. And again, lots of folks do that each and every week. 
All right, just want to say thanks again to our friends and special guests, Mr. David Wiley and Karen Honholt, and uh, from uh, Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. And uh, I'll tell you what, we didn't have a lot of time to talk about Sunday Night Live, but uh, let me say this, this is an event. <laughs> and this is a big one here in our community. And like Karen talked about, it's important when you're considering giving to an organization. Well, first of all, it feels so good to give. I mean, it's it's an incredible feeling. And to know what your dollars are going for, it supports the mission of Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. And I'll tell you what, uh, this is a nonprofit organization. This is Kansas City's original hospice provider. They've been in business for a very, very long time, and they have provided the most important care at the end of life or on or with ongoing challenging chronic illness through hospice and palliative care. And guess what? They don't turn anyone away. And what that means is if you provide care for someone who cannot pay, whether that's a child, whether that's someone who is homeless or someone who just doesn't have insurance coverage, but you receive care, someone has to pay for that. There's This is expensive. I mean, there are costs involved. And let me just tell you what happened last year. Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care provided just under $600,000 worth of free charitable care. That that's fantastic, but they also depend on community support uh, to raise that money so that they can continue delivering on their mission. Okay, so Sunday Night Live is a is a fantastic way. This is their major. This is their premier fundraising event uh, for the entire year. There are all sorts of trips that you can bid on for the raffle. Uh, the Port of Vallarta kind of caught my eye. I'm going to have to kick in some cash on that one. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, we're looking at a $3,000 value. There's another one uh, that's uh, uh, Santa Fe uh, Vacay Stay. Uh, the value on that one's 4600 I mean, we have some really, really super nice ones. But I'll tell you what, let me touch on one that might get your attention if you are a football fan. This is the Mahomes Mania package. This one is cool. Uh, I'm going to have to kick in some money on this one also. All right. So an authentic signed Patrick Mahomes jersey. So who doesn't want that? Okay. Everybody wants that. Two fourth row seats to the upcoming Chiefs home opener. Hello. (laughs) You won't be able to touch a ticket for that game. And here we have two fourth row seats to the home opener, a gold parking pass. And again, hello, (laughs) that's very valuable. A t-shirt and Mahomes Magic Crunch cereal. And if you haven't had that, it's delicious, it's sweet, it's crunchy, and it's wonderful. I tried it last weekend, and I'm like, even Patrick Mahomes cereal is delicious. How about that? Plus, here's another, here's just an added kicker here, plus $200 of Q39 barbecue for your tailgate. So uh, what is the value on that? Well, we'll just call that one priceless because that is going to be phenomenal. You can enter your bid on the new Mahomes Mania package, and here's how you do it. 
Call our friends at Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care, 816-363-2600, 816-363-2600. You can also go online at kchospice.org, kchospice.org. And here's one really, really important detail that I don't want to miss. You do not need to be present to win. Okay, so if you're like, man, yeah, I'd, I'd love to go to that. Sounds like a fantastic uh, event. It's downtown at uh, Power and Light District at the KC Live block right there. Uh, we're just going to take over that whole area, and it's just going to be fantastic. But I, I'm not available September the 15th. No worries at all. You can still uh, uh, put your bid in. You can buy a raffle ticket, and you do not need to be present to win. I think that's a really big deal. Last year, there's like a $6,000 gift that had to be carefully packaged and shipped uh, out of state uh, for that person who uh, who could not be there, but they won a really, really killer gift. <laughs> it was a fantastic gift. So, Sunday Night Live, Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care, Sunday night, September the 15th. I'll be there. I hope to meet as many of you as possible. You don't want to miss it. All right, so we're going to shift gears here. I've been asked a lot about this recently, and anytime I have lots and lots of people asking me the same thing, I kind of feel a nudge that I need to share that uh, with you on the program Senior Care Live. So let's review in detail what to determine before you even begin thinking about searching for a senior care community. You don't want to do the old shotgun (laughs) approach of, ooh, let's just get in our car and drive and let's just go check out some places. You are wasting your time. Please don't do that. (laughs) Your time is very valuable and, and you're probably wasting your time doing that. We need to get organized. We need to know what we're looking for before we actually go out and look for it. So we want to be organized and I'm going to help you kind of walk through that right now. So what to determine before you search for a senior care community? Number one, we have to know what level of care we need. We don't want to guess that. We don't want to drive up to a place, spend two hours, and we hear all the, you know, all, all the information and everything, and then come to find out, oh, well, you don't provide this or you're not that. Oh, Okay, sorry to bother you. We just wasted two hours of our time and of their time. You don't want to do that. So we need to know what level of care you require or your loved one requires. And so what does that mean, level of care? I relate it to how are they licensed? What is their licensure level? And so here are your options. Do you need long-term care? And for a lot of folks, you know, they still call that a nursing home. Do you need that medical model, that medical level of care, long-term care or slash nursing home? Is that the level of care that you need? If not, maybe you need assisted living. Assisted living is that social model that helps you with your activities of daily living. Tremendous amount of support. It's just not, most of it's not medical in nature, but it's a lot of help, a lot of support. Do you need the assisted living level of care. Do you need residential care? So strictly uh, strict licensure terms, a residential care facility. 
In Missouri, they make it a little more complicated, residential care one and residential care two. So you start having this subdivided levels of care. Uh, But the bottom line is, would you be okay at that residential care level of care? Another level of care, which is a fabulous option for a lot of folks, Home Plus. Do you need the Home Plus level of care? Or do you need intermediate care facility, ICF? Do you need an intermediate care facility? So you have to determine that level of care before you take one more step. (laughs) So our options are long-term care, otherwise known as a nursing home. Another option is assisted living. Another option, residential care. Another option, home plus. And another option, intermediate care facility. Now, once you know your level of care, then we need to identify and determine the type of care that you'll need. Okay, Steve, well, wait a minute. Now, this is sounding a little confusing. Well, yeah, it is. (laughs) And this is what we help our clients with every day, all day, all day and every day. With senior care consulting, we help determine this for you. We help go through all this. We conduct a geriatric care assessment before we ever take one step forward with you to determine exactly what we need. We do this for you and make it very, very simple. And that's why so many people contact senior care consulting to help walk with them through this journey. So level of care, then the type of care. What do you mean by the type of care? Well, do we need general care, just everyday general care and support? Is there a cognitive issue like Alzheimer's or one of the forms of dementia or the cognitive impairment that comes along with Parkinson's or maybe stroke recovery? Uh, Do we need memory care? That's a very specific type of care, memory care for cognitively impaired residents. Do we need skilled nursing and rehab? Very specific type of care post-hospitalization that can help you get back up and on your feet and recover uh, all or as much as possible of your capabilities? Or do we need mental health care for someone with mental health needs? So we have the level of care and we have the type of care. There's more to this. What you must determine before your search, I'll have the rest of that story right after the break. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about the services offered on this program and how we can help you and your family, be sure to call us on our toll-free number anytime. That's 1-800-331-6445. 1-800-331-6445. All right, back to what you must determine before you ever even think about beginning your search. So first was the level of care. What level of care do you need? Next is the type of care. What type of care do you need? And then on to the third point, 
How are you going to pay for it? What is the payment method? And that we have some choices here. We have private pay. And so if you're, if we're talking about a private pay situation, that means that you're using your own resources to pay privately for your care. You're writing a check every month uh, for, you know, X dollars. And so that's privately paying. So private pay. Uh, Another uh, option is will your support and care be paid for by Medicare? And there are very strict guidelines on what Medicare will and will not pay for. It's primarily for that skilled nursing and rehab type of care that we just mentioned in the last segment. Uh, There's also Medicaid. Medicaid is that safety net that says if you outlive your assets and you need care, Medicaid will pay for your care. But there are some really, really strict rules on what Medicaid will and will not pay for. And that gets really really crazy. <laughs> Actually, it gets really complicated. And and again, this is what my firm, Senior Care Consulting, walks through and and help to determine how we're going to pay for the care. We, we roll out the red carpet for our clients. We really do. And this is all before we ever even start our search. We develop a care profile that answers all of these questions and more. So we help you with the level of care, the type of care, and the payment method. So we have private pay, Medicare, Medicaid, long-term care insurance. Uh, I just worked with the very nice lady uh, earlier this past week, and we reviewed their long-term care insurance, and we got all our answers on that. And they're they're set. They're just really, really solid and uh, really happy that they invested in a long-term care insurance policy. And then if we have a veteran or the surviving spouse of a veteran, then we always want to look into the VA aid and attendance benefit. And I spoke with someone uh, a couple of weeks ago, like, yeah, but, you know, we don't have a service-connected, you know, disability. I'm like, nope, stop right there. This has nothing to do with service-connected. Right, you don't have to have a service-connected disability to uh, to qualify for that VA aid and attendance benefit. And I was able to walk them through that, and they're really, really happy to know that their dad's going to qualify for about eighteen hundred bucks a month through that VA aid and attendance benefit. And uh, so that that's that's a part of it. So that the payment method we want to lock that down. And then number four, location. So what are our location parameters? And of course, we want to be as close as possible so that we can conveniently stop by. But I'll tell you what, all of our clients at Senior Care Consulting, that's not their number one priority. They want best care. And then location is really second or third on the list, maybe. Uh, But we all have our limits. I mean, we're not going to drive three out most of us don't want to drive three hours one way to see our loved ones. So my question is, you know, how far out can we throw out the net? How far are you willing to drive to find the best place and the best care and is the best fit for your loved one? And so that's a question that I always ask. What are our location parameters? And actually, if sometimes if you're working with an elder law firm, sometimes your legal plan may dictate that. We need to be in Kansas for a certain reason. Maybe we need to be in Missouri or maybe sometimes per their legal plan, maybe it doesn't really matter. Find the best fit either state. And so sometimes location can be impacted by that legal plan. And then last but not least, personal preferences and needs. A couple of examples. Uh, Mother's played piano for 60 years. It fills her up. It's just part of her DNA. And uh, it would be great if there was a piano available 
that mother could play whenever she felt like playing. And I'm a musician, so I totally get that. I don't think that's a, it'd be nice to have. I think that's a gotta have, uh, in my opinion. So we need to make sure that there's a piano uh, available for residents to use whenever they'd like to. Uh, an, another one is maybe a, a dietary issue. Uh, I had uh, one of my clients say, you know, don't, don't ever serve my mother foul. And I'm like, what? Come again? What did you say? He says, no foul. See, if it has a beak on it, forget it. She's not eating it. <laughs> he said, turkey at Thanksgiving? Nope. My Thanksgiving was boring in my house. He said, delicious grilled chicken sandwich? No, not a chance. <laughs> he said, fried eggs? No, sir. Got a beak. <laughs> he said, I don't know what it is. He said, she won't complain. She just won't eat it. And I'm like, okay, well, you need to really educate that staff uh, so that they don't you know, they give her something that she uh, she would like to eat. So, uh, so that is what you need to determine before you ever even think about uh, looking for a, for a senior care community. The level of care, the type of care, the payment method, location, and the personal preferences and needs. But I want to back up and I want to talk about memory care. And now, myth versus fact. Okay. I ran into this one. I, I, I just ran into this this last week. There's a myth in our marketplace, and I actually think it's intentionally, I think it's an intentional thing sometimes. The myth is that memory care is a level of care. Well, we're an assisted living community, but don't worry, we've got you covered. We have memory care. So there's kind of they're kind of implying that there there's a uh, there's an unspoken implica- implication there. They're, they're implying that that is like long term care, like 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 the nursing home level. Well, that's kind of like the next step when it is. Absolutely not true at all. Remember, memory care is a type of care. That's a special type of care dedicated and customized for residents with cognitive impairment. And it uh, it's designed to help prevent elopement risk from wandering or exit seeking. It's designed to be calming and lower stimulation there's there's a lot of elements that go into memory care but the fact is I, I, it just it just drives me crazy this lady and she I met with her this last week and she's very very highly intelligent person and she was even confused well but but this but I think they have memory care and I'm like well no let's 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 talk about that and I had to explain all that she goes oh well, that that makes perfect sense all right. So again, the myth, memory care is a level of care, but the fact is memory care is a type of care that can be found at five different levels of care. And that's a fact. For more information about the facts, stay tuned to this program or contact Senior Care Consulting at 913-945-2800 or visit SeniorCareConsulting.com. All right, so that's what you need to know before you ever even think about 
doing your search. If it sounds complicated, that's because it absolutely is. If you want help, we offer a free consultation with my firm, Senior Care Consulting at 913-945-2800, 913-945-2800. You could also go online at Senior Care Consulting, that's with an I-N-G, SeniorCareConsulting.com. All right, I can't believe an hour has already just gone by so fast. Uh, I'm your host, Steve Keeker, and I wish you grace and peace. May God bless you and your family on this day and always. I'll see you next week right here on Senior Care Live. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com.